welcome to We're Winging It, a podcast offering parents support, community, and connection one episode at a time. I'm Christy, a school counselor and mama to a baby girl. And I'm Kalia, a new parent educator, doula, and mom to two little girls. Thank you for being here. We are so excited to be on this journey with you. So pull up a seat. The coffee might be lukewarm, but the conversation is not. Hey, happy Monday. Hi, happy Monday. Welcome back, everybody. We're so happy to be here with you. Welcome back to We're Winging It. We hope you had a wonderful Halloween yesterday and that your kids aren't the worst today from being up late (laughs) and eating (laughs) Snickers for the first time all year. I'm already, we're recording this before Halloween and I'm already sort of dreading the day after, the Monday after Halloween, because it's like they're going to get, they're going to go to bed late and they're going to have a ton of sugar right before bed. So this should go well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, what's a, what's a better recipe for success with like preschool age and toddler kids is like no sleep and tons mm-hmm. of stimulation and mm-hmm. sugar. Like, totally. yes, this is a great idea. Let's do this every year. Totally. Um, so, okay. So this is, I was thinking about this cause I keep yeah. getting, you know, I'm subscribed to all of these like non-toxic, how to make mm-hmm. your family healthier type like websites and blogs and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. I think it's super interesting that like, I'm usually like really into it, but I get all these things around Halloween about like all the better candy to buy to like make it mm-hmm. healthier and mm-hmm. like, oh, this has less sugar and all that. Mm-hmm. Am I like a terrible person if I'm like, I am not buying, you know, the $7 like single Reese's pieces, like knock off healthier version. Like, I'm sorry, you're getting the Reese's, you're getting the Costco, like on sale, like cheap bag. And you know what? That's up to your parents if they're going to let you eat it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine. I mean, I think it's totally fine. I, there's no way that we can control every single thing that goes in our kids' mouths, even if we lean more towards the like organic whole foods spectrum. Mm-hmm. We can't control everything that goes in their mouths, and it does taste better. So I think it's totally fine. I'll also say, because I can't also say that like it's totally fine in good conscience knowing I have three bags of the organic candy from Target downstairs, <laughs> and I actually did buy that stuff because I don't it, – it's like this is the mix, is that I don't mind if my kids eat that. It's not going to poison them. I don't feel so strongly about it. But if I'm going to spend my own money on it, I was like, I'm just going to select the better option. I don't know. There's kind of no rationale to it, but like Evan's birthday is coming up and we got our pinata and I'm going to fill it with like the embarrassing Whole Foods candy. And let's be honest, your kids are going to pick around it anyway. So oh, 100%. And most kids, yeah, don't prefer that. And I think that that's totally fine. Yeah. I don't care. I know. Well, happy Halloween. Yeah. If you come to my house, you're getting <laughs> shitty candy. So, <laughs> But actually, the shitty candy is actually the better candy. The it better probably candy, tastes better. Yeah. So. And yeah. like chemicals always taste better. That's why McDonald's tastes better. Like it always tastes better. So does it really? I am not a McDonald's person. Well, maybe Man. McDonald's is like the wrong reference because I also don't eat McDonald's, mm-hmm. but I don't eat hamburgers. So like it kind of excludes me from a lot of fast food that I don't eat beef. But so basically you're saying the fries are good. <laughs> the fries are really good. The milkshakes are really good. And mainly I go there for the breakfast. So like an egg and cheese biscuit is 10 out of 10 oh. for me. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah interesting i could yeah i could wrap my mandarin a little a little breakfast biscuit Sounds oh 100 anyway so anyway. i have some news and i'm excited that i get to actually tell you on the podcast oh, live i have butterflies i'm not good at surprises okay what so we found out the sex of the baby yesterday oh my god is it a girl i'm seriously hoping it's a girl so i have a question for you oh my what god. is better 
than three girls. Oh, my God. four. Yes! No way. No way. Oh my yeah. God. I'm so excited. Yep. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, you have sisters. Oh, my. Yes. there is nothing better than two girls. I am very biased. And that's also 100% fact. There's nothing better than two little girls. Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so excited. How is Walt feeling? Um, he definitely had some scotch last night. So, of course. of course, it's a lot to take in when you realize you're a girl dad. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think you know part of it is also like wrapping our minds around. I mean, we're not closing the door completely to three, but like it's pretty likely that we're going to stick with two. And so I think it's also like, you know, wrapping our heads around the fact like this is this is it. Like this is our family. And, and that's kind of a big realization. I think it would be Mm -hmm. a big realization either way. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's so funny. I feel like when people ask you, and I wanted to ask you if you felt this Mm -hmm. way too, because people are like, well, what do you think you're having? Mm -hmm. And I honestly had like no idea. I was like very neutral, like could have gone either way and either way I would have been happy. Like Mm -hmm. we genuinely just wanted a healthy baby. It would have been great to have girls. It would have been great mm-hmm. to have one of each. Like, yeah, we were fine either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just always like when people ask you, like you have like a choice because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, what if I tell you that, you know, oh my gosh, I only wanted a boy. And then you mm-hmm. find out, you know, a few weeks later that you're having a girl, like, I don't know. I just think it's right. such a funny conversation. And I know people are just like, trying to like mm-hmm. be sweet and like ask you, mm-hmm. but I, but I always just laugh. I think there's also, I mean, yes, it's a really funny conversation. And honestly, like, it's even funnier when you kind of like zoom out and you're like, we're really just discussing my child's genitals. Like, I don't really think this really needs to be that much of a conversation, right? Like, we're just talking about what they have between their legs. Like, this is kind of a pointless conversation and kind of none of your business. You know what I mean? Like, if you zoom out, it's kind of gross just in general. But I will say I have had a couple of friends who had, who were really outspoken, actually, like with me, not, you know, like to the world, but about having a lot of gender disappointment and like it taking a minute Mm. to like let that kind of sink in and then get excited. And they did get there. It just initially they were really disappointed in what they got. And because right, you unless you're me and you do IVF and genetic testing, you can't choose the gender of of that baby in your belly. And so, yeah, I think it's normal. I think it's pretty common for people actually like feel a tick of disappointment for a minute and then, you know, wrap their head around how their family can look. Cause I think sometimes you get an idea in your head of how your perfect family would look, whether that is two girls or a, one of each. And then if it looks different, that's just, I think an adjustment and a little bit of like, okay, well I envisioned our family this way and it's mm-hmm. not going to look that way. And I'm kind of disappointed about that. Like, obviously I'm, I'm happy with a healthy baby and I'll be happy in a couple weeks, you know, when I like let this sink in. But I also think it's just like kind of normal for people to be like, ah, bummer. That's not really how I, not really what I pictured. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I have a lot of respect for people that own that after the fact. Um, and I feel like I'm going to like go back and say, you know, if you're asking like your friends, what the gender is like, I think that's totally fine. I just think sometimes it leads to like a funny conversation because obviously that's like one of the big questions that you ask when Mm -hmm. somebody's pregnant and you're excited for them and you know, you want to celebrate with them. And I'm totally on board with celebrating a gender reveal 
whatever, like however mm-hmm. you want that to look like. I'm totally on board with all of that. Mm-hmm. I just think it sometimes can lead to like a funny conversation that puts the person yeah. that's pregnant or, you know, their partner in like a funny position later on. Totally. But yeah, I totally agree with you that I think sometimes, I think a lot of times people are a little bit disappointed, especially totally. when you have maybe two of the same yeah. sex and then you're trying again, maybe hoping that you would mm-hmm. have a baby that's either, you know, girl, or boy, whatever you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever children you don't already have. And maybe you have to wrap your mind around the fact that mm-hmm. like, that's not going to happen for your family yeah. or, and so I, I do really respect the people that kind of own that. Cause I think it's a totally normal reaction. Yeah. Totally. But again, going back to the whole, like pregnancy, newborn thing, there's kind of this stigma that you're supposed yeah. to be happy all the time and just totally. excited all the time. And like, you're not allowed to be disappointed because things mm-hmm. look a little different than you expected. So mm-hmm. totally. And I also, and I'll be curious to see if you pick up on this as you progress with two girls, because Nate and I have run into this and one of my sisters has three girls. I also feel really sensitive about the comments people make towards families with only girls in the way that they say like, well, wouldn't you wouldn't you want a boy or wouldn't your husband want a boy? And I feel defensive about that because mm-hmm. it's in some way implying that having girls is not good enough or not the preferred gender or as if my husband would be unhappy with his daughters. It's like girls are, <laughs> I don't know, newsflash, girls are just as good as boys. So mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of this like, heteronormative like patriarchy that plays into having only girls to where people are like well you're gonna try for a boy right it's like why would i i'm perfectly happy with girls and like maybe that's news (laughs) to you that like dads can be fine with just girls why is that surprising that's so interesting yeah we haven't we haven't really gotten that you know i have to say we've almost gotten the opposite where we have a few friends and Walt actually has a lot of colleagues who are in the same position we are, where it's, you know, he works with the dad and they have two daughters and across the board, everybody has always said like, Oh my gosh, if you have another girl, it's the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's so special watching them grow up together. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we've actually gotten a little bit of the opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I will be curious to see like after we have two girls, if people say like, Oh, well, are you going for a boy? Again, it's like one of those questions that in our society has mm-hmm. become, you know, normal and like something right. that you could just ask. Like once people have kids, it's like there's this like open floodgate to be able to talk about these yeah. things that you would never talk about before. Also, it's like such a dumb conversation because it's literally like a 50-50 split, like genetically determined. It's like take that conversation up with my husband's testicles. Like I have nothing to do with it. I don't <laughs> I'm not in charge of this. Like take it up with him. He's the one that creates these. He's the one that's deciding, like Ask him, I guess. It's so, yeah. I don't know. I just really, I have a lot of feelings about this whole like gender conversation. And to be honest, we had a harder time. I think if Emma were a boy, it would have been an easier decision to be totally done. And I think the mm-hmm. fact that it was two girls left the door open for three a little bit more, I think, than it maybe would have. Otherwise, I think that has been helpful for me in that way. But I don't know. There was like nothing. I I only have sisters. There's three of us girls. Like there is nothing I wanted more in this world than for Audrey to have a sister. That's like all I wanted in the whole world. So mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. 
I'm so happy that Henley gets a sister because sisters are the freaking best. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm very happy that she will have a hopefully, you know, very close friend for the rest Mm -hmm. of her life. And I mean, I know that you can be super close with your siblings when they're a different gender. Like I'm not saying that at all, but I think there is something that's very special about Mm -hmm. having a sibling that's close in age that is, you know, a -hmm. girl, if you're a girl or a boy, if you're a boy, what's better than three girls, four of them, four of them. All the girls in the world. Okay. Hey, let's talk about holidays for a little bit. Because I feel like this is something that we've been talking a lot about in our house. We have. Both calmly and like not (laughs) so calmly. But like, I feel like holidays is one of the things that is extra tricky Mm. once you have kids. And by that, I mean that the dynamics between you and your extended family and maybe your in-laws and expectations Mm -hmm. and the way that you want your kids to spend the holidays versus maybe how extended family views it. And then, you know, the, the changes of traditions within Mm -hmm. like after generation after generation, you know, all of that, all of a sudden comes to a head once you have these little humans running around and all of a sudden there's just a lot more opinions and there's Mm -hmm. a lot more to think about. Mm -hmm. And so with this episode coming out after Halloween, we know that it's now appropriate to put up your Christmas trees because we do that now Mm -hmm. and start decorating for Thanksgiving and Christmas or Mm -hmm. whatever you celebrate. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about it. I love it. (laughs) I think a couple of things. One is I think honestly, the, the pandemic was one of the best things to happen to family gatherings, if I'm being totally honest, because... There has been no large family stressful gatherings for the past almost two years. And it has been so nice, so nice. And I love both sides of my family. And I am so glad that that has not happened for the past year and a half. I really found myself last year, actually two years ago, maybe, really wanting more time for just my family of four. I think overall, I personally have been going through more of a transition to really view my family as us four, whereas before I really viewed my family as me and my parents and my sisters, right? Like that was my family. And I think, so when I thought of family, that's who I thought of. In the past like two years, I've experienced a big shift to where now I primarily view my family as us four. And I've wanted time just us four more than I did when I was a first parent with Audrey. And maybe it's like having two kids and you just feel more like a parent or something. I don't know what it is, but I have definitely noticed that shift within me where I'm just less interested in sharing holidays with other people. And it primarily applied to Christmas where I was like no longer willing to wake up in somebody else's house Christmas morning. That didn't feel comfortable to me anymore. Whereas like that's what I experienced all growing up. And then all of a sudden it just didn't feel right anymore. And I wanted to be in my own home with my own family. And so I think that in conjunction with the pandemic has really made it so that Nate and I see our family as us four. And that's who we prioritize with holidays. And we're just doing really small things this year. And we're having Christmas just us four. Well, I take that back. Auntie Catherine's joining us because we can't do anything without Auntie Catherine. But it'll be just us and we'll have dinner with my in-laws on Christmas Day. But like, we're not going to spend all day at someone's house. 
we're not going above and beyond and doing running around. Like we're going to have Christmas morning in our own house with our own kids, like full stop. And so it's been just an interesting transition between the pandemic and I don't know, my journey in parenthood to really be separating myself from both Nate's parents and my parents to say like, we are the family actually. And if we see anybody else, great, but we certainly don't have to because it's important that our family celebrates together. Totally. It's interesting because I feel like I've had kind of a similar realization this year. And I mean, I feel like Thanksgiving is very much like the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. I don't have a ton of like emotion attached to it, but for some reason, like you said, for Christmas morning in particular, just because that was a very special time for my family, like my parents and I, when I was growing up, I think now that I have a little one, I'm like, I want to wake up in our mm-hmm. home. I want to have that moment where she comes down yep. the stairs and she sees the, you know, the Christmas yep. tree and has that kind of magical moment that I remember, you know, getting mm-hmm. to experience as a kid. And so Whereas before, like it didn't make, you know, a big difference, but I mean, I think where a lot of our conversations is like, okay, well, how do we balance it? How do we, Mm. how do we find that balance between prioritizing that time where it's just like Mm -hmm. Walt Henley and I, and then also getting to spend time with my parents also Mm -hmm. getting to spend time with, you know, Walt's parents and his brothers and sister and their kids. Cause that's important too. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we need six days of Christmas to like make all of that happen. Cause, and like, mm-hmm. I can't drink this year. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to be either like very heavily medicated <laughs> making this all happen. You're already stressed like now I'm, and it's October. No, literally, I'm like I already, I mean, we have already gotten in an argument about it. It's mm-hmm. all worked out now. We have a plan. We're fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm like, it is October and I'm already like getting anxious about the holidays mm-hmm. because I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, how we're going to balance all of this. And, uh, you know, one strategy that we've come out, come up with is like, we just have to spread it out. We just yeah. have to like say, yeah. Hey, we're doing this, you know, the weekend before or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. But I'm just so curious, like, how do people do this? Like, how do you find mm-hmm. that time where you get that moment with just your kids? That's so special, mm-hmm. but then you also get to see, you know, your, whether you want to call them your extended family or your mm-hmm. family or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's important too. And I also want them to feel prioritized and that they are still a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like that's very important to me. Like, I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to feel like, Oh, Nope, we're not going to see you anymore because mm-hmm. we have kids. And like, mm-hmm. now we're doing our own thing and I want to continue mm-hmm. those traditions. So I just need Christmas to be like a 72 hour <laughs> event. (laughs) Yeah. Well, honestly, one thing we started doing before we were even parents is we rotate years of Christmas and Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving will be with one family and then that same year will be Christmas, the other family, and then the next year we swap. And so at least it takes the pressure off of like, I don't have to see two sets of family on Christmas day or Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas. Like the other family will fit in where they get in. Like it might be early December. It might be early January. It doesn't matter to me. Like the actual Christmas bucket is only for one family. And the same thing, I mean, Thanksgiving, again, no one cares. We just spend it with one family and the other family, it's like, we'll FaceTime them and it is what it is. Yeah, for for the holidays, I think it takes off pressure. Like I have a sister who has both sets of in-laws. Actually, both of them do. I don't know why I said it that way. Both of them have both sets of in-laws living in the same town as them. And they do feel that tension of like, okay, both of them are here. So do we visit our house, their house, their house all in one day? Absolutely not. You like have to create boundaries. And so The nice part is that I don't live in the same town as both sets of parents. And so we just kind of visit one or the other 
for Christmas and then celebrate with the other ones a different time. And like one of Nate's siblings is going to be out of town for Christmas. And so we're celebrating with his siblings two weeks in advance and we're doing our Christmas in the middle of December. And like, that's it. That's what we're doing with them. You know, so I think it's okay to not cram everything into 72 hours because if I know one thing about kids, they do not care when that gift arrives. They have no concept of time. They don't know what Christmas Day is. They don't even know their own birthday. If I didn't tell them it was their birthday, they would never know. So they are okay if you just pick a random day and that's Christmas with your family. They will have no concept that that's anything different than Christmas Day. So like if you're doing it for the kids, that's silly. And certainly you're not doing it for yourself because that's effing stressful. So it's like, who are you doing it for then? You know what I mean? Like, I think we sort of have to just like prioritize our own mental well-being and also take into consideration that the kids don't freaking care because they're going to get gifts on a different day and it doesn't bother them. Well, you just said something that I liked, or it's like, who are you doing it for? If we were to step back and be like, okay, where is my priority? Like you, mm-hmm. you know, like you said on our other podcast, what are the, you know, you have, you're juggling glass balls and you're juggling mm-hmm. rubber balls. Which ones right. can you drop? Which ones are your priorities mm-hmm. to save and like think about the holidays that way because right. no one is going to be a hundred percent happy no. with every single thing. And like I think if we just let go of all of those mm-hmm. expectations. It's it's tradition, right? People have a hard mm-hmm. time with change. And so I think that's the bigger issue where families like, well, we've always done Christmas together. And I can empathize as a mom, that's not gonna feel nice when my kids are grown ass adults and they make this same transition and then prioritize their own family. I will know it's necessary. It's important. It's what they should be doing. It will probably feel really yucky to go through this big transition again and have your kids leave a step further. So like, I understand from in-laws and, and parents' perspective that like they would prefer, of course, that their kids were with them the whole holiday season. I totally get that. I get that it probably feels hard and we can do hard things and we can change our relationship and we can we can morph things just because we've done some things one way for the first 35 years of my life doesn't mean i have to keep doing that if it no longer serves me and i think yeah like remembering your glass and your rubber balls to say like i need to prioritize my kids right now i'm not going to prioritize my parents feelings over my feelings or over my kids feelings like in this hierarchy like i'm going to prioritize my kids and me and Nate, and then my extended family, right? Like, and it sounds calloused or like mean or something, but I think that's because like, I mean, that's a whole other tangent. I think that's because women don't feel good like standing up for themselves and saying like, that's not good for me. But I think it's a good lesson in just like creating boundaries and saying like, I'm not going to prioritize your guys' feelings over mine. And you don't have to say it that way, but that's the reality. Like, I'm I'm just not going to do that. And my kids suffer if their mom is stressed the F out, right? And like, they pick up on my energy. They know when I'm not comfortable. They know when I'm really stressed. And every freaking mom in the history of the world has to transform into Mrs. Claus and make Christmas magic for their kids. Like, it's a lot of work. So to just go easy on yourself and say, like, just prioritize your well-being, your partner's well-being, your kid's well-being, and like, Everybody else comes second to that and sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Like I agree with everything you just said in theory, but it's like in practice, it just feels so much harder. And then it's like, you have to have that initial or maybe every year conversation about like, Hey, we're doing this this year or, you know, and maybe it's between your partner and 
you like, I know in our house, you know, Walt is very much of like the more the merrier. He would literally pack our house with like 70 people on Christmas Mm -hmm. and be like a very happy camper. Whereas I am like four is the maximum that I can handle. And like, I can't do anymore. So, and that's just like our personalities. And so it's like figuring that out. And like, luckily, you know, our families are flexible and like, they are able to be in the same room together. And like, if we blend holiday celebrations, it's great. If we don't, for the most part, it seems like everybody is like very understanding and like Mm -hmm. totally gets it. But it's also like, I I always feel like having that conversation Mm -hmm. and being able and having to say like, no, that doesn't work for us. Or I can't see you this year on the holiday. Just, it always just feels kind of sad, honestly. Like I, Mm. you know, I don't want anyone to ever feel bad or I don't want anyone to Mm. feel like they're not being prioritized. But do you see even that coming out of your mouth, it makes you feel sad. Totally. Prioritizing their feelings over yours. Like that's making you sad. I think it's, it is hard and I think it takes practice and I think we're not inherently good at this. So like we have to be really intentional about it. Well, hopefully this is like a good pep talk for anybody that is like, has kids and is struggling with like juggling family dynamics. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll remind, speaking of like this whole thing, I just want to remind both myself and you and people listening that like, it's the same thing that goes for kids. Like we have boundaries with our kids and we are responsible to hold up that boundary. What we're not responsible for is how they feel about it. That's not Mm -hmm. my job. And I think this applies here to family too, to say like my responsibility is protecting my mental health and my well-being my partners, and my kids, how you feel about my decisions is none of my business and nor is it my responsibility. Like, that's not my business, how you feel about a decision that I've made. I can't make you feel any sort of way. You are in charge of your own feelings. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. It's not going to change my decision. So I think just like taking other people's feelings out of the equation, and it's not saying you have to be mean. We're being kind and honest about this. We're not being cruel and mean, but I'm just saying the feelings of the boundary that you created or the decision that you made is just not your responsibility. It's theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for anybody that struggles setting boundaries, I think, you know, setting expectations and boundaries around holidays is really good practice. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it only comes around once a year. So you only have to do it once (laughs) and then you have 365 days until you have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's tricky. It's tricky. Uh Family dynamics and holidays and expectations. It's just tricky to navigate. It's so tricky to navigate and there's like no right answer and there's nothing to make it easier. And I think it'll just be Mm -hmm. kind of hard forever. And that's the, that's, that's the double-edged sword of having family that wants to hang out with you, right? Like, I guess if you didn't have any family, this would be a non-issue, but like, we're lucky to have family to where this is an issue. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely a privilege to be able to, you know, have this issue. Um, but I also think there is some power in like saying what you're doing first, especially if mm-hmm. you have a big family. Yeah. Cause like, then it's like, oh, well, this is what we're yeah. doing. You know, and everybody can kind of then figure out their plans based mm-hmm. off of that. And let, then you don't have to be the last person. Right. That's like, oh, also- no, we're not doing that. Yes. And if the pandemic has taught us anything as well, it's that just because something happens this year doesn't mean that's forever. So you can Mm -hmm. always make one decision this year to be like, hey, it's just us as a family. I'm not saying that's going to be every year for the next 30 years. I'm just saying this year, this is what works best for us. And I think it's okay Mm -hmm. to like do that. It doesn't have to be forever. You can just say like, hey, for this year, that just doesn't work for us. Yeah, We'll stop. We'll reassess next year. That's okay too. 
Totally. I mean, it's like the whole, it's exactly the same phrasing as the whole, like staying at home with your kids versus going back to work right now. I am home mm-hmm. with my kids or right now right. I'm going to work and my kids are right. with a nanny, but totally. we will reevaluate the future. Like, yes, it's okay. We right. can make changes. We can make changes. And I know it's like, and that's the thing where I said that it, it's just mostly about tradition. It's like, well, you've always done this. We've always mm-hmm. done this. It's like, well, that doesn't mean I have to keep doing it if it's not working mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It's like what we say to our kids all the time. Well, I look forward to seeing how we're going to practice flexibility this year. <laughs> I look forward to seeing how you're going to practice being flexible. Holidays, man. Turning into Mrs. Claus is a lot. There's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, it's an adventure. How do you yeah. guys do that? Are you are you the stereotypical married couple like we are to where like Nate buys not even a single damn thing and I buy everything? Or do you guys split it up? No, we split it up. So I'm also not. I mean, I'm like your husband. I'm mm-hmm. not a good gift giver. I'm oh, not he's the worst. At- we yeah, can have a like, whole episode of the yeah. shitty gifts he has given me. It is oh. comical how bad he is at buying gifts. Yeah. And I would probably look at those gifts and be like, what's wrong with that? I don't <laughs> get it. Because like we are the same. Like we just, I think it's a genetic thing. I don't know. Maybe it's like a family thing, but I just, I don't, gifts are just not my love language. I'm not good at it. It's stressful for me. And I feel like Walt is better at it because he just has a better sense of, you know, what would be fun. Yep. We do it really simple. I mean, we just do like the something to wear, something they need, something to want, something to read. You know that saying? Like you you get them four gifts. That's it for Christmas. I mean, we do a stocking too, but we just get them four gifts and something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. And that's it. Oh, I love that. It just keeps it. It keeps me organized, honestly, because then I know I need to get a book. Usually the wear is like some dress up dress or like PJs, you know, something like whatever, something they want, of course, like the dumb toy that they want and then something they need too. So like toothbrushes or new shoes or, you know, a new backpack or whatever, something they need as well. And that's it. They get four presents under the tree. That's how I keep myself from like really snowballing because I'm not, I'm not great at self-restraint for sure. I love that. But yeah, but I hope, I hope everybody is doing okay with setting boundaries and expectations around holidays because I feel like it can be it can be so tricky it can be so hard and take positive discipline mantras into mind and be kind but firm kind but firm that's all that it takes we're not asking you to be mean it's not mean to stand up for your own mental health and mental well-being it's not mean to set boundaries you're not responsible for other people's feelings you're only responsible for yourself Mm -hmm. so do what feels good for you and what's in the best interest of you and your littles and your partner and the rest is like just cherries on top. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's a great opportunity to start new traditions with your extended mm-hmm. family. Like I I was talking to this lady at the grocery store the other day and she was saying that once they all had kids, she and her sisters and her mom started this new tradition where right at the beginning of December, mm-hmm. they would do like an overnight either at one of their houses or a hotel and they would go oh, Christmas shopping all day and they would have a really nice dinner either out or they would like all help cook oh, fun. and they would do their gift exchange that night. And it was like uh-huh. only adults. It was just like a really nice new tradition. And then they, they yeah. didn't actually see each other on Christmas Eve or Christmas. Okay. But they just had, they, they had to themselves. New, yeah. They had it to themselves because they all had kids. They all had families. Yeah. They had, yeah. you know, they were trying to find that balance, but they set aside that one weekend to just be 
with each other and kind of have their own little Christmas tradition. And she was like, yeah, it's so fun. You know, honestly, we look forward to it every year, even more than the holidays because it's low stress. It's great. That is such a great attitude about the holidays, like setting new traditions, looking for opportunities to try new things. And so, yeah, it could also be a new opportunity to like, I don't know, right. Try something something new. new. Totally. Yeah. There's no rules. There's no rules. We're the parents here. turns out we can just Decide what I know. Apparently. How crazy is it? We're the bosses. I know. Somebody put us in charge. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I love I how know. you say it's lovely and I'm like terrified. Oh, are you? Oh, that's what I live for, honestly. Yeah. I was thinking this today, like, I wonder. Yeah. I want to start new traditions with the kids now that they're older. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if Audrey would be old enough to go to the Nutcracker. Like things like that where I'm like, oh, are we getting to the phase where like we can do like really cool Christmas memories and like we're going to Disneyland the first week in December. So like they'll have that. You know, I'm just trying to create so fun. Things. I know. We went to Disneyland at Christmas time two years ago, and it was really magical. It's really magical with all the like, Christmas lights and the decorations and stuff, and it'll be really fun, I think. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. I'm excited about that. it. On that note. On that note, have a lovely week. We'll talk to you next week. week with a guest who is great. It's on a topic that you guys have been asking for for a long time. I won't mm-hmm. give you any spoiler alerts, but just know you've been asking us for a while, and we delivered. Mm-hmm. So next week's going to be a great guest episode, so... Make sure and subscribe and tell your friends so that you don't miss it. Take care. Cool. Set Have boundaries. Say no. <laughs> Be firm but kind. <laughs> Am I like Nancy Reagan? Is it was it Nancy Reagan who said na- say no to drugs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I'm, you know, parodying Nancy Reagan. But we're gonna say no. go off on a whole a whole dare yeah. tangent now. Well, Pretty- yeah. So say no to like massive holiday plans, not drugs. I mean, say no to drugs too. But, say no you know, also to drugs and also to drugs and to big family gatherings. Big. Fa- <laughs> yeah. Especially when pregnant and can't drink wine. Well, on that note, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you for spending your time with us. You can connect with us further at Winging It Podcast on Instagram. And a quick reminder to share, subscribe, and leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. We truly appreciate it. See you next week. And remember, you're a really good mom. Bye. Bye.